Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and community. I pay my respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. Do you find the time when you can't find pause or confirmation what your face is gonna open some doors? You do what you gotta do, stumble through. Hello folks and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator and marketer. And this week we are talking about why it hurts so much to achieve with Zane C. Weber. <laughs> Ow, my feelings. <laughs> that was the exact response <laughs> he gave. And I was like, hey Zane, you want to record an episode? Sure. What yeah. on? <laughs> Why it hurts so much to achieve. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is our first episode back in 2020. Sorry, it's late. Life happened. Uh, but we're here now. I mean, 2020. What are you going to do? Yeah, life comes at you fast, man. January can fuck off, to be totally honest. Like, January, no. Look, after January's happened, it's going to be February. And I don't think it's going to get better. <laughs> so that doesn't help. We just need to be better at uh, at dealing with it, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is it never gets easier. We just have to get better at managing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So, so that's kind of the answer to every adult question. <laughs> yeah. uh, the podcast doesn't need to happen anymore. This is, we're done. No, well, hey. we, we're going to give you strategies to get better at dealing with it better. <laughs> right? That's that's what it's about. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a great introduction for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. That, <that's, laughs> um, could, uh, in case the wonderful listeners don't know who you are, Zane, can you introduce yourself? Uh, I am Zane C. Weber. I run That's Not Canon Productions, which is a podcast network. Mm-hmm. He's my I, podfather. I am the podfather, I guess. Yes. Yep. Uh, lean into the <laughs> lean into the nickname. The problem with, with <laughs> accepting the title of podfather is it has been it's quickly mutated into into terms I'm I'm less comfortable with, like pod daddy, um, and pod papa and things like that. And I'm just not about that. But podfather, I'm fine with. Mm. So I am the podfather. Yes. It's the Podfather. Yes. I mean, you wouldn't call Marlon Brando Pod Papa. That's not. I might. Really? 
No, he's dead, so yeah, I mean, we wouldn't okay. do that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, the point is Podfather carries weight and authority. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that, that's, that's the, my main achievement. I am also a designer and an actor and producer and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's not kind of takes up the majority of my day mm. on a good day. <laughs> I was about to say, but you have, you have a, a full-time adult job, a job. I do. I do have a full-time adult job and TNC takes up more time than that. So that is my life. (laughs) (laughs) I can believe it because if you are the podfather, then that makes us your podlings or podchildren and Mm. children take up a lot. And I have a lot of children. You do. It turns out. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. Did you ever believe as an asexual person you would have this many children? (sighs) No. Mm. Just lucky, I guess. (laughs) Have you stumbled through anything this week? Uh, This week, I have stumbled through... I've actually stumbled through uh, being told by my various doctors that I need to take time off and figuring out what that looks like and how that actually happens. Mm-hmm. So I've, and I've, t- I've, I've taken some time off uh, to do the things that they've told me to do. And yeah, it was kind of last minute and it had to happen. And yeah, that's what I've stumbled through is like how to make last minute changes to everything about your life. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. And also like it's very adult, but it's also goes against the grain of what I feel is normal adult life because normal adult life is shoving one more thing in there last minute that you have to do that you did not think that you were going to have to do and it's probably expensive too yeah, yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> yeah that's that's adult life as opposed to being like and everything needs to pause now yeah it's like what it was <laughs> um so I had to book a an optometrist appointment mm. the other day oh yeah and I was like, okay, so just ballpark, like how much is this consultation going to cost? Because I'm used to going to therapy and, and oh, psychologists. Yeah. And I'm like, so am I looking at like $80 or $180? Like what am I it's like, oh, it's yeah. just going to be $20. I'm like... Uh, and you call yourself a doctor. For medical treatment? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to get a checkup every week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Best doctor ever. Right. Optometrist. <laughs> Mate, I wonder if there's like... You know how um, in the um, in the army, but like in the armed forces, like the military and whatever, make fun of the um, pilots and the air force. Yeah. yeah, the air force. That one. Uh, and there's that kind of like rivalry. Do you reckon mm. that there's the same thing in the medical profession with optometrists? I think it's dentists, isn't oh, it? The dentists aren't considered to be real doctors. Really? They do surgeries. Yeah, I guess. And, like, I guess optometrists... I, I don't know, because it wouldn't... Optometrists don't do eye surgery, do they? That's... Is that ophthalmologists? I feel like it might be. I don't mm. know. If you have the answer, I tell don't us. know, because I'm not an optometrist. <laughs> I haven't achieved that. Okay. But I could have. <laughs> oh, we all could have, should have, would have done a lot of things. Oh, God. Oh... Alrighty, let's let's get into it, friend. Um, so, my first question is: Do you feel that the pace of the modern world and access to all of human knowledge and civilization has shifted our perception of success? I mean, it has to have, right? Because like it has to. 
because I, I, I recently watched a movie series called The 7 Up Series. It was a series of documentaries where a documentarian basically interviewed a group of kids and then every seven years interview mm. the same group of people just to see how they grew and what they did. And it started like way back in, I want to say late 50s or early 60s. and That sounds about right. And they basically f- found that children of doctors are more likely to be doctors. Children of teachers are more likely to be whatever, whatever. And it like up until I'm going to say like the 90s or the 80s, it was kind of your sphere of knowledge was the people that surrounded you. Mm. And then now it's all just like you know literally every job that ever existed. And there are new jobs being created that you can become the best in or achieve in Mm. and you can make your own jobs as well. And so how how do you prepare for that and how do you you kind of uh, scope that out in your own mind as to what – does success mean because success for a farmer means owning your own livestock and equipment Mm. and then you have a farm and you are farming and you do that and that is your success and that is your life seasonal thing as well because like and there's certain things that are beyond your control so i suppose perhaps farmers are better equipped to deal with the fact that there are external forces that we can't control which really really determine our individual success because they can't change the weather they can't yeah you know like they can only do so much and that is so human to rail against the things that we cannot (laughs) change because it so deeply affects our experience yeah absolutely (laughs) And, and i think because so many of our uh so so much of what we do now is based online and in direct communication with other people, there is a baseline of skill that you need to have with dealing with other people Mm. that you need to have to even have the first step up in success. Like Mm. there's not, now there aren't that many jobs where you can be like, okay, I'm not good with people. So Mm. I'm going to go and be an accountant. Yeah. Or work in Mm. a factory or whatever. It's, Mm. it's more and more jobs are like public facing or other people facing. Exactly. I was actually um, having a chat to my friend who's an accountant and she was saying how you have to have people skills. And I was like, I never thought that accountants had to have people skills. I didn't realize that that was a thing you do, particularly if you like are in auditing and stuff, because then you've got to deal with a lot of different people and a lot of different stakeholders and it's just the mind boggles really i mean yeah and i think that's it's again just part of being bombarded with so much information is there's so much more information to pass Mm, to kind of figure out what it is that you're doing and what is your place in the world yeah and also like so many more ways to compare yourself to literally everyone else yes and especially <laughs> like that's the that's the instagram life is where everyone's mm. putting their best mm. <laughs> their best life on instagram yeah, the glossy yeah. version of our lives and i think it i only kind of realized last year that um to a certain extent you can't share you cannot for your own survival and betterment uh your own peace of mind uh no not peace of mind but like growth and uh like 
that word I'll probably edit this out and I'll sound much more eloquent but um your own like forward trajectory right you can't share your shit moments while they're happening until they're over because Mm. you know like you can't publish that because if you do that then you've got people who are looking at you right now who'll be like well I don't like that automatically saps your credibility and yeah, so absolutely. you don't get the same opportunities. And I only really realized that last year because I was like, well, you know, all these people talk about, you know, when they were starting out or whatever and how hard it was. It would be really nice to have like been able to have been part of that while <laughs> that was happening and then yeah. like been on that journey with them. And I'm like, mm, but that's not, unfortunately, that's just not actually something that is possible. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I, I mean, this or comes totally, back to social anyway. media yeah. is like, I think we are starting to see as, because I mean, the older generations, X, X and Y and whatever, mm. adopted Facebook and that's when Facebook was like, okay, we are now like a marketplace mm. and so professionals are on here and so we're getting some social media now. Like Twitter's kind of going that way again, but it's 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 more like let's share what we're thinking right now in this moment mm. and then delete it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, and that... Like, I hope that it keeps going that way because mm. that is a lot more helpful mm. for people looking for common commonalities than people who are looking for, I own my own business and I'm always doing great and my hair is always perfectly blonde <laughs> and brushed. Yeah, it's like, it, it's so strange, but there does seem to be like only a certain amount of vulnerability and... I suppose less than perfect is tolerated. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what platform you're on. But that's really, that's interesting. But that's for another podcast. Another podcast. That is for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts on the sacrifices involved in being an adult and making choices? Because, I mean, there's no way around it. It hurts to turn away from dreams and interests to give the time and energy and space to one over the other and to a greater or lesser degree like to pursue something else you know like it absolutely yeah i think i've been particularly lucky in this in this area because i've always worked at a job that i've enjoyed because mm. uh, i <clears throat> got my first job as a graphic designer in high school and then i worked in that job through university and then cool. got more graphic design job after mm. that and it's, i've always been a graphic designer with whatever I wanted to do Mm. outside of that, outside of that, whether that be acting or singing or now podcasting. Mm. Um, So I think that is never really something I had to, like I never had to cling to a retail job Mm. to get myself through university to become a doctor. Like Mm. I never had to kind of work work at doing something I really didn't like or Mm. connect with or just slog through to achieve something else. I've always had that kind of, well, this is helping me in Mm. this way directly. That is nice. and But there would have still been moments, even though you've always done and been in like a a career path, I suppose, that you were interested in and enjoyed – that you've had to pay your dues, you know? Oh, like absolutely, there, yeah. There's no getting around the fact that you're going to be very unhappy at some stages of getting where you want to go. Oh, there are always better jobs and there mm. are always there's always competition with other designers. Like, there is that. Mm. But I think, uh, like, when it comes to making sacrifices, 
it is, I, I have to acknowledge that I've had a, an extremely privileged kind of trajectory. Um, but and there is still like, if I wanted to pursue becoming an actor, mm. an actor. Uh, <laughs> you can't see the hand gesture, but I bet that you guys heard it. <laughs> uh, like that would have been uh, a situation in, in which, and that was a conversation I had with myself. It's like, do I give up this thing that I do enjoy doing to pursue this thing that is much less stable, much less mm. certain, and I'll be starting from the bottom again? Mm. Uh, and yeah, like I ended up not pursuing that mm. because like I got, I, I mean, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't risk it. And you don't have to. Oh. You don't. And I think that that's, certainly within creative communities, I think that that great risk and the great chance, you know, obviously a lot of things in life come down to risking it to see, you know, what, why not? You know, like you get one yeah. life. But I don't know, certainly for me, there are certain risks where I'm like, okay, well, if I take that risk, will I be happy taking it? You know, because yeah, yeah. if if I had made the choice to pursue acting, like that comes with you having to make peace with the fact that, that it may not pan out. And that is something that you have to make peace with if you are going to have any sort of quality of life. But it also comes with, it also comes with living with the risk and making certain sacrifices and living a certain way and I guess yeah existing with those sacrifices for an extended period of time Mm. yeah and it's like that that's an entire lifestyle because if you're going to be an actor that means you can't have a job that you're chained to you have to be able to sort of pick it up put it down whenever a show gives you a role and it's not like you get a role for a year, you get them usually, you get a role for a couple of months, a couple of yeah, weeks, yeah, you know? absolutely. And that's not even, you know, full time. And it's about, I've lost my train of thought. I mean, so when you're, when you're talking about going through the sacrifice to become mm. a performer or creative yeah. in, in whatever sense, I think that is, that is the struggle because every day that you are going after this new goal, mm you're going to be asking yourself the question, is this still worth it? Yeah, and I suppose, like, I'm sure that that is the case in literally anything that you have to take a risk to achieve, but I suppose it's just that there are certain bigger risks that last a whole lot longer that have a much lower payoff (laughs) um, than others, you know? And it's just pick your battles. And I don't think that you have to take the risk if you know that pursuing that long term is going to make you unhappy like if you're only taking the risk because you think 100% that it'll take off or like you'll only be happy once it takes off that's not yeah yeah it's not a way to live you know yeah absolutely like I'm not saying don't have faith that it'll work out I'm just saying like if you're gonna be prepared to spend your entire life in pursuit of this one thing then you better make sure that the pursuit itself doesn't grind away your soul but then getting back to, I guess, the topic of, of the episode is like, <laughs> if, if you do achieve yeah. it, how do you make peace with the fact that you have achieved something? Mm. Because 
even from that achievement, there's always somewhere new to go or someone else to compare yourself to or someone who has achieved what you have at an earlier age. And so oh does that God, discount yeah. exactly everything that yeah. you've done? It's because you're not you're not a 12-year-old PhD Olympic swimmer. Is that is that yeah. does that person exist? <laughs> I'm sure that they do. Honestly, they probably do. They probably do. And that's you know, that's the thing about the modern world. We know about these things. Mm. And because we have access to all this information, we've never been so supported in our ability to chase wild and outlandish dreams. But also, it, they're still really hard. Yeah. It's yeah. still really hard. And the comparison, I think, has probably gotten a lot worse because we can, because of the knowledge, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. the greater the knowledge, the greater the comparison risk. So, yeah, I mean, and that's <clears throat> the way I've, dealt with it in the past is because I don't feel I don't feel like I'm every day a person that other people respect in the sense that like ah we'll go to Zane Zane will know what the answer is to these questions and these problems that we're having though every single day people do come to me and they ask me questions and I know the answers etc etc I think the way that I have overcome come or at least try to overcome imposter syndrome is by setting down parameters in which like okay so the next the next goal or the next point of success is this Mm. and then when I get there I'm like okay things are continuing things are happy I can be happy with what I've achieved at this point Mm. where do we go from here and incrementally making your own path rather than looking at where and what other people are doing and why they are doing that. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think, I, I guess that that is my one simple way of approaching the problem. Yeah, and I, look, it's it's a never-ending battle. Like, humans aren't wired for happiness. That's not a thing. <laughs> We're wired for survival. And the minute that we get one thing that we've been chasing... We'll be happy for a little bit and then we'll find something else. And that's kind of good because, um, you know, that makes life interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, so final one is how do we make peace with all that we, with all that we haven't and will never achieve? Like we were talking before the podcast about, um, if anyone has read The Bell Jar, <laughs> uh, there's this. If you haven't, go do it. Yes. It is so good. It is Really, really beautiful. Um, there's this moment in the book where she's talking about uh, looking up at this big fig tree and all these branches hold beautiful ripe figs and each fig is a dream or a goal. And it's like on one branch she sees a family and then on another one she could be like an Olympic swimmer and on another one she's this amazing editor and another and another and another and she wants them all so desperately but she can't bring herself to choose one and so she literally just watches them shrivel up and fall off the tree in front of her and it's one of those like choice paralysis things but it's also in order to pursue one thing you have to make peace with the fact that you're not going to achieve everything yeah yeah and that's that's the thing like there are choices that need to be made and you need to you need to come to terms with the choices that you were making along your path because if you don't make a choice then there is nothing Mm. there is no path uh but that is 
And there's, I mean, that's, it's, it's also a matter of, there's nothing saying that getting to a certain point, picking, picking one of those fruit mm. does not mean that by the time you've finished eating it, there isn't time to yeah, get another you can, fruit. <laughs> you can always, like, there is so much time. And I know that I don't think at any stage we truly believe or at least I've never truly believed the whole, you have so much time. It doesn't ever feel true, you know? If it's not happening tomorrow, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a deadline, Susan. Don't tell me about time. <laughs> and, but at the same time, like we, you do, like you can do one thing and then do another, or you can start pursuing something with all your heart and then get halfway through or at whatever stage and decide, you know what, actually, no. Something else. Pivot. Do something different. Yeah, yeah. And I've always admired those people that can just kind of switch as soon as something isn't working out. They just kind of like pick another huge goal mm. and then just start going for that one. Mm. Um, they, they've always they've always blown my mind in the sense that like I could never – I need to plan everything out. I need to be totally comfortable in what I'm working from and what I'm working towards. Uh, and, and I think – Picking a goal and achieving half of it mm. is still an, an achievement. achievement. <laughs> it's still an achievement. You've still done something. Like you've tried, you've given it a go. And I think that we have way too much wrapped up in this idea of completion. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think like humans are great at taxonomy, right? So then mm. they would love to split everything up and then go, okay, so to you 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 have achieved a grade 10 education you have achieved mm. a grade 12 education you have achieved a bachelor now you've got a master's and you've got a phd but like maybe you just maybe you just need a high school education then yeah. you go out and you do something and then you've got the equivalent of a bachelor's but no one's telling you mm. that it's the equivalent of a bachelor's yeah, education right? like th- this is the thing <laughs> I, I kind of want the equivalency i would love to know yeah. what level i'm at in terms of I don't know, rescuing animals or bees. I had to rescue a bee from my office the other day. Yeah, it got stuck. And I've never been stung by a bee before, so I was quite like, oh, I hope I'm not allergic. (laughs) 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 This could be an interesting way to find out. (laughs) What's anaphylaxis? (laughs) An achievement is what anaphylaxis is. Is it? I mean, you've learned that you're you're allergic to bees, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, every lesson is an achievement. That's true, but I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> that that is a good point though um and it perfectly segues into the fact that now it is time for the things i've never said segment where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss so the first submission we have is i feel this crushing need to have built a career and be successful by the time i'm 30 so that i can have a baby i'm a woman I really want kids. Like, all I want is to be a mum, but I know that to raise kids in a single-income household isn't super practical unless you're married to Daggy, to Daddy Warbucks, not Daggy Warbucks. All right. Yep. <laughs> Who's Daggy Warbucks? I don't know, but I would like to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think that that kind of touches on what we were just talking about, like this idea that there, there's a time frame, there's a deadline. Yeah. You have to have achieved X, Y, and Z by this age or before you can achieve X, Y, and Z, you have to have done A, B, and C. And and that's a real, I mean, the biological mm. clock and the children is 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 an interesting an interesting question because you could be earning enough to comfortably raise a child in 
public school, mm. make sure that they never really want for anything. Mm. But if you just put in an extra two years at your job, maybe you would have enough to send them to the best private school yeah. and pay for a lot better things for them. So mm. what is what is that? Like, again, it is... It, yeah. There's no prescription of what you need to have a child except the prescription that you... the restrictions that you put on yourself. Yeah. I suppose there's that from from the conversations that I've had with women it's it's also a question of well you know childbirth assuming that this person um they said that they want to be a mum let's mm. assume that they want to be a mum in the biological sense and it's not just a matter of adoption or surrogacy i mean that's a pretty huge thing like you have to take time off because your body physically cannot do oh, absolutely, the things yeah. you know like uh, carrying a child giving birth and then recovering afterwards that requires time off and then that means that you have to have a secure enough position that you can come back to it or else find work once you're recovered from that and that's really hard yeah i mean it, things are competitive they always have been but it's really really hard and then it's a matter of well if you go back to work what's that going to look like when you're also a parent you know how do you do the two at the same time how how much have, do you need to achieve beforehand in order for a company or an industry to take you back when you are ready for it and then to do it on your terms. Yeah. It's um, kind of a grit your teeth until you taste the blood <laughs> thing, you know, like. And that's, but that's the thing. You can never know that until you've made the commitment. Yeah. Like that's, and I, and I think that's probably the crux of everything we're saying is like success and achievement is only success and achievement if, upon your own reflection mm. it feels like a success and an achievement yeah that's true because you have to decide that it is before you can count it as a success yeah because there are not people giving out gold stars for mm. okay i'm earning seventy thousand dollars a year so now mm. i've got that gold star i can have a child and get that gold star <laughs> yeah. yeah there's there's no there isn't a prescription they're kind of is in this like sort of broad stroke societal sense for key milestones yeah, but they, yeah. they well they change they do they change very quickly mm. um and i and i guess if you keep paying attention to that like you're just gonna go you're just gonna go crazy yeah because yeah. then it's someone else's idea of success mm. all righty submission number two it's hard to be proud of things you have achieved when everyone else is still struggling i think I kind of, I think I understand that in that, like, it's hard to be proud of things that you've done when you know that, like, you can't bring other people with you. Yeah, I mean, I in the work with TNC, mm -hmm. it's definitely like you. I I can see other people still struggling to get to the point that I passed two years ago, mm -hmm. and it's and it's tough to be proud of where I am when. I, when they can't enjoy being there as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I guess it's this, this comes down to kind of imposter syndrome is that like, I don't think I'm better than that person. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I should feel proud that I am further along my path than they are of theirs. Uh, is that because, well, I mean, you don't have to be, better i suppose i suppose it's just a matter of trying to uh make peace with where you are and try and appreciate that you're in a good place and that that doesn't mean that 
the other person is more or less deserving. It's just that you happen to have this and this is great and they don't have that yet or they have something else that is great. You know, like it's a... Yeah, I mean, comparison. maybe <laughs> maybe it's my inner communist coming out. And it's like, <laughs> I wish I could give it to them, but I can't because they need to, to get there. Mm. Otherwise, it's not an achievement. I mean, it's also like there's very few things that you can do for other people, really. Correct, like, yeah. It, they have to do it themselves. Like you can't give it to them. That, that's not a, a thing that's possible. Well, that's the thing. Like, I guess if we bring it back to education, like, mm. sure, I have a bachelor's degree mm. and you're still really struggling to get your bachelor's degree. Mm. Like, I can't do the work for you. No. Otherwise, you don't have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Okay, final submission. Um I feel like I have achieved barely anything myself. My parents took care of my education, my car, my friend introduced me, and that's how I got my job. It feels like I haven't really merited my own, albeit limited, success. I just feel lucky, and I feel bad about it. Ah, I think it's kind of the same. The, yeah, I think, and I think that makes the it a bit clearer because mm. this is privilege, right? So mm. this is uh you've you've had a lot of privilege yeah. and so you've made the most of it without having to feel too guilty about it but now mm. that you're there and you can see everyone else who maybe was not as privileged still trying to catch up because they didn't start mm. with the head start that you did yeah uh it's rough because you don't want to tell people to disadvantage themselves no but on the one hand like to a certain extent if they don't take the opportunity, they would be disadvantaging themselves and that would not put anyone else further forward. Yeah, absolutely. In a lot of instances, and that I think is that one of the tough pills to swallow. Mm. But I suppose then it's a, a way of, um, as Rachel Cargill says, you know, finding a way to pay your privilege forward. Absolutely, yeah, share it around. Mm. So now that you have this 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 ability or this mm. achievement. Or a resource. Or yeah, just find a, a way yeah. to help those who, mm. who didn't have it. Uh, it through outreach or advice or, yeah, I guess, yeah, making sure that your privilege isn't 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 hoarded for those who are specifically mm. like you but freely given yeah. to those who, who you can see are struggling. Yeah, don't be a Slytherin. Yeah, don't be a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this entire podcast has, like, big Hufflepuff energy, mm. but <laughs> with the same colours too. It works out really well. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to make it very clear. I'm not a Hufflepuff. Mm. What are, are you? A Ravenclaw? Aren't I'm you? a Ravenclaw. Yeah, you're a Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably a Hufflepuff. I'm I'm, I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah. I'm definitely a Hufflepuff. You, you're like the embodiment of Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that that doesn't mean that I'm not like brave enough to be a Gryffindor. It just means that I'm not like as overly self-centered confident. Self-centered as Gryffindors are. Oh, are they self-centered? They're really? prideful. I think so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I have no pride. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I am a Hufflepuff. The common room is next to the kitchen. Like if I wasn't a Hufflepuff, I would have made myself a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on last minute and talking to me about this. You're though- very welcome. <laughs> um. Is there anything that uh, you wanted to plug or anything that um, um, you've got going on? I mean, 
follow and like. That's not canon on all the all the social medias and yeah. check out all the podcasts that are on there. Um, we have Patreon. Yeah, oh, we do have a Patreon. We have yes. a Patreon. Go to patreon.com hey. forward slash that's not canon and become a patron there and you'll you'll be kept up to date with all the all the new releases and everything that's going on with the company. There are a lot of new podcasts coming out this year. So, yeah, stay tuned. It'll be very cool. All right, one final question before you go. What would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same? Start a podcast. <laughs> I'm already doing that. 10,000 people aren't doing the same. Uh, what you would don't I do? know that. <clears throat> oh, more than 10,000 people are starting a podcast. Yep. That's true. It's going through a boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, honestly, I would give more of my time. Mm. Like if it, like because so uh, so many people I think underestimate what you get back from giving your time to other people, mm. um, and I get that we're all very time poor and that's why it's so appreciated. I feel even more so than like giving money to a charity, giving time to a charity, giving your skills to a charity. I mm. think that's that's kind of where it's at. Volunteering, getting involved mm. with whatever you're passionate about, including other people. Yep. Creating a community about something that yeah, you... absolutely. Yeah. Create a community about... <laughs> <laughs> Create a community around something that makes you feel lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Um. Oh, wait. Do you... So you, we've talked about things to plug. Yes. Where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. I think those are all of them. Those are all at of them? Zane C. Weber. Woo! Okay, I'm, I will put that in the show notes. I'm just, just Zane C. Weber. I'm very visible. I have no <laughs> secrets. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Thanks as always to Zane, who, who's here. And that's not Canon Productions for producing the show. Graphics are by Claudia Piggott, music by Jessica Fletcher. If you've stumbled upon us, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find us. And if you do review the podcast, know that I will be very, very happy. Like I personally will have a big stupid <laughs> grin on my face. Um, you can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and Facebook at StumbleThroughPodcast. Until next time, do your best and take care of each other. Chat soon, folks. Bye. Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Bess. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.